snoozing. <laughs> Hi, Sarah. Are you ready to talk about the challenge? We're back. You this is ready. going to be the craziest episode about the challenge ever. Oh my gosh, yes. That's what TJ Susie's does excited. every season. I was just trying to do what he does about every season. This is the hardest final we've ever done. And then you like You can't run. see us right now, but we're rubbing our hands together like TJ. <laughs> right. Remember my TJ impression at the uh, Inferno 3 party? I know I you weren't there, but the Inferno 3 party. Yeah, but you've seen the pictures, right? No. Of me basically in drag. Dressed as TJ. Oh, yes, I have. Yes, I have. Yes, yeah. I have. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I would have loved to see the the uh uh persona that came with that outfit yeah because i can do he has mannerisms and you can really do a tj impression yep sure can (sighs) how did you think our part one of the challenge went did you like it did you feel like we did enough what did you think i think so and people seemed to love it people were really excited when we answered their question yeah yeah um yeah so i pulled up the list and i just thought let's just pick up where we left off yeah. All right. I love all right. It. Okay. Oh, first we should cover did you call Buna Marie back? <sighs> no. You just ghosted them? Well, okay. Did I call? I sent them a text message. You back. replied to the texts. I replied to the text. What did you say? Okay, let me look so I yeah. can, I can pull, pull that it up, up so I can give you the exact thing <laughs> that I said. So that yes. you have all of the right information. Hmm. Gosh, it was a long time ago now. Okay. Um, I said, thanks for, they were, she was like, would you be, you know, not sure if you got my message, but you know, you know what it's about and would you be interested in participating? And I was like, thanks for thinking of me, but my challenge days are behind me. And they were like, oh, I understand, but you know, we still miss you. And I said, oh, thanks. I miss the crew, but not the drama. And they were oh, like, yeah. oh, I know I don't travel anymore, you know, but I'm happy for you and, you know, hope the podcast is going great. And I was like, if they think that the travel is the drama I'm referring to, uh, they are incorrect. Right. That is such an odd thing. There's no way that person thought that the travel was the stressful part. No, I don't think so. I think they were just, you know. Filling dead air. Yeah, maybe. All right. Well, that seals your fate. You're not going to be on, what is it, number 34, is it? Oh my god, that's insane. Ours was 18, Sus. Gross. Can you believe that? No, I I didn't even know that actually. I think it was. Yeah, cuz I remember driving to our final and seeing that sign. I can I'll always remember it that said like, you know, CH18 with an arrow and I was like wow. nervous like, where the hell are they taking us in the middle of the jungle? Um our first question is from Rain who I asks love that name. Would you do a best friend season together if MTV asked. I would. If I, yeah, me too. You're, that is the only situation where I would do it is if I got to be your partner, you were there, and that's it. Yeah, because, I mean, I'll tell you what, that would be a laugh a minute. Oh, my God. It would be so funny because now looking at the, like, the physicality of everybody there, yeah. we wouldn't last a minute. I mean, and I haven't worked out in so long. It's like a joke. I'm going to this event. Uh, I'm doing the speaking event in Hawaii at a military base. And one of the guys who's going with me is a American Ninja Warrior. And they've set up like an obstacle course and everything. And they're like, oh, you'll get to do it too, Sarah. And I was like, holy shit, I got to start working out right now because I, I am going to make a fool of myself. They're going to be like, she won challenges? <laughs> this girl can't even get over the net. That's why I set the bar low, you know? Yeah. I don't have to live up to that. I'm not going to say yes to that. Is the person you're going with Flip, the guy Flip? Yes. Yes, you know him. Oh, cool. Yeah. I didn't know you were going with him. He's great. He's the best, right? The question from Kate Garcia. Did Johnny really throw a bucket of piss? Oh, we have talked about that. A bucket of piss on Sarah's face. I mean, that's not exactly what happened. It was so there. There was to tell this story uh, in all of its detail. So you know we were there were there were a lot of pranks going on. You get bored in those houses. That was and on the ruins, we, right? Yes, it was on the ruins, and we had a leaky air conditioner in the room. And so somebody put a bucket underneath this air conditioner that was right by the door, and the bucket was you know halfway filled with water. So. And then, you know, the guys, I don't know how many or maybe if it was just one person, but somebody peed in the bucket because it's like Mm -hmm. too lazy to walk the 20 feet to the restroom. 
And mm-hmm. then as we were like running around the house in the middle of this prank war, Johnny picked up the bucket and I came around the corner and he threw the bucket in my face. So was there pee in yeah. it? Absolutely, yes. Was it like a bucket of pee that he had like saved yeah, to throw in my face? Yeah, it wasn't malicious. It wasn't. It was just like, oh, here's a bucket and, you know, and there just happened to be pee in it. But yeah, it still sucked. But oh, you know, oh, yeah. I was like on the happy to be here train and like, you know, I was like the weirdo who never got to be involved in pranks. So I was like, yeah, sure. I'll be the b- victim. I'm just happy to be involved. I was thinking, though, about these kind of rumors about Johnny on that Game of Clones show. Yeah. And that there may have been an incident involving him that was inappropriate. <sighs> and yeah. Uh, I was talking to my sister about it and she was like, do you really think that that happened? And I said, I think Sarah's right that whatever may have happened was something that would go on in the challenge house all the time. And he's just used to it and thinks it's okay. And it's for sure not. Yeah. Because remember how somebody stood up to him on the last one, some female. mm -hmm. I want to say it was Devon maybe. Okay. And something happened where they were, she was like, uh, maybe this was okay before, but I'm not taking this. Not, who was it? I can't remember I, who that, it was. That rings a bell. I think it may have been Devon. Yeah, somebody said something. But he is used to behaving in a way that in the regular world can get mm-hmm. you in big trouble. Right. But on the challenge is rewarded. <laughs> so yeah. I can definitely see something happening in that respect. Ooh, I want to know so bad. I know. Somebody write us and tell us what really happened please, in that. Please, please on that show where's where's pink rose when you need them yeah right good point okay um stacy asks i have always wondered if people of faith were given time to be allowed to practice their faith faith i've also always wondered if the intersection of faith and the competition have ever coincided in deeper conversations inside the game what a great question what's your answer no I think the only time that the only time that I've experienced that it was with Nehemiah when we were in Costa Rica, I think it was um, on Rivals One, and uh, we were you know having like meditation and like Kabbalah sessions, you know, in the mornings and and doing that. But that was it. And he was like, the sad thing is, is that he they kind of made him look silly for it. Yeah, it wasn't treated with reverence. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. But And Susie got that to allow us to keep books that were um, religious texts. I mean, to be fair, the Supreme Court did, not well, yeah, that, Susie. Say <laughs> 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 the Constitution. That so um, oh, that's great. Yeah, but they tried to take away my, my Bible. I had brought some books. They took all my books away, including the Bible. And I was like, uh, yeah, that's illegal. So I'm going to be taking that back. Um, it wasn't even like I wanted to practice. I wasn't even, I I was using it for school, but just the fact that they think they can take people's sacred texts is gross. Um, but I haven't met a lot of people on the shows that are anything other than quote spiritual. Right. Same. I don't know of any off the top of my head that were religious. Do you know of anyone that's religious? The only person that comes to mind is Chet. Oh, good. Yes. Good example. But he wasn't asking to go to religious services or anything. No. Oh, my gosh. Also a really good point. Nobody's... That is so interesting. What about on Real World? Did he go to church? I I don't... I don't think so. Maybe a few times? I'm shocked by that. that why don't I know the answer to that? It seems like it, I, it seems like I should, or it wasn't. But, <laughs> I, love, I love when you're speechless. It's terrible for podcasting, but it does tickle me. Right, but I'm like trying to go through my memory and think about. I don't think I remember him making a big point about it, or maybe he did, and it, I just didn't notice because he didn't talk a lot about it. Hmm. But hmm, I don't know. One thing I'm religious about is safety. And yes, and you know what? You should be after living on the challenge for so long. <laughs> right. Been in danger for many years. Let's get safe. Good point. And if you want to stay safer and see who the heck is at your door, get a ring system. I have this at my house, 
at our front door and all around the house we have cameras and it's really handy because if you can't if you're not home you can see who's ringing the door you can talk to them and say oh just leave the package which has been helpful to us when we've been away um and you can stay connected to your home anywhere in the world we've seen so many news stories where like that people have mm-hmm. been able to see crazy stuff that's happening thanks to these systems. Um, and it's all connected to your phone. So that's you get alerts. You're aware of uh, if something's going on or if somebody's at your door. If somebody's licking your door. <laughs> yeah, like that guy, that crazy dude. Um, and it's thanks to the HD video and two-way audio features on the Ring devices. And... I have found it to be really helpful, like I said, when I'm traveling especially. Because, um, like, you'll think you've put your mail on hold, you what you didn't order anything, but then inevitably something will show up. Um, mm-hmm. And as a listener, you have a special offer on a Ring starter kit available right now with a video doorbell and motion-activated floodlight cam. The starter kit has everything you need to start building a ring of security around your home. Just go to ring.com slash brain candy. That's ring.com slash brain candy. Um, yeah, Chet is such a great example, though, of somebody who's faithful, but it just didn't come up. He didn't talk about it in terms of, like, I need to go to church yeah. or whatever. So that's a good question from right. Stacey. Mm-hmm. Um, Amanda asks, if a cast member is flown out to location as an alternate, are they paid the mm-hmm. same rate as a cast member who is an mm-hmm. actual initial part of the roster? No. 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 Yeah. Have you ever been offered to fly out as one of those guest, you know, No, they didn't do that mercenaries or whatever. Oh, yeah. oh no, no, no. They they did not. Though, you know, it's funny. I had a meeting 2 days ago at Buna Murray. Oh, and yeah. you know, I was pitching a show that I'm doing and I thought it was so weird because sometimes I worry that they don't like me because, you know, we talk mm-hmm. about the show a lot and it's not always in the positive way and they don't care (laughs) yeah they don't they really don't don't. they were all so nice so happy to see me i saw scott freeman who has worked at the company since before i was there and he was just so delightful and i was you know i was pleasantly surprised by that oh next time you see him tell him i say hello yeah i will do you do you have you had a lot of interactions with him yeah a whole bunch yeah, so basically there's John Murray and then Scott Freeman's the next in command and he's super And I, nice. I think he donated when I did the uh NAMI like mental health walk. Oh. Yeah. Well that's awfully that nice. Week, so. Yeah, shout out to Scott for donating. Yeah. All right. Um okay, let's see. <clears throat> yeah, to answer Amanda's question, they don't pay the same oh, yeah, rate, yeah, yeah. but if they were they paid something and then if they're brought in they have a normal pay structure yeah i want to say they they offered me like somewhere between three and five thousand oh to do the mercenary thing there and that yeah. was like that wasn't an alternate that was like go for one day and come home because mm-hmm. they weren't doing the thing where mm-hmm. like the mercenary if you won you stayed mm-hmm. it was just like a mm-hmm. one day thing yeah I'm surprised you didn't do that that's a nice chunk yeah. of change i think it would t- it, it just was bad not timing with school and everything yeah bad timing Okay, Doug. Because I just really want one of those black uniforms. Let's be real. <laughs> They're really cute. I mean, I feel like I've gotten screwed on colors. <laughs> Every single year, I'm freaking gray. And I have, I am a sweaty lady. And gray. <laughs> sweaty. I mean, it's like, and then I get nervous, like nervous sweats. So, like, I, I am just sweaty in every uniform. I'm like, can they give me something other than gray? I think I got red last time, but that was a little better. Yeah, you're I was like, like gray that's for not so long. Flattering. No, never. Okay. And then the one time I got a color I liked, I was yellow. I was only there for two, two challenges. And I'm like, gah, I can't even, the one time this color really makes me look tan. <laughs> of all the things to be upset about, though. I know, so dumb. Um, okay. Emily wants to know, do you think there will be a Battle of the Shows theme for a future season? Not looking good. Mm. Yeah, no, I feel like they've mixed it up too much. You know, and now it's not even shows because, well, you know what? I take that back. You know how they did Battle of the Seasons and it was four people from each season? Yeah. They could do something like that. Four from Big Brother, four from... Oh, that'd be cool. Uh, you know, Gordy Shore, whatever the heck it is. or Yeah, Georgie Shore, whatever. <clears throat> Georgie, Is it yeah. Georgie? I don't know. Gordy, I don't know. I have no idea. What is. Right, ask your husband. <laughs> I will. Or, um, is that English, British or Australian? Oh, it's British. 
Okay. Okay. Um, Emily <laughs> wants to know, how are the challenges designed? Kind of, she means the games. Um, mm-hmm. Do these guys have the same degrees as roller coaster designers? Oh, my gosh. Not even close. <laughs> no. There are no engineers working you know, behind this. Do you know people who, because you're closer to some of the crew yeah. who may design some of these suits. What have you heard about these? No. Yeah, I am so amazed at the the clever things they've come up with over the years. Sometimes I'm like, okay, that's stupid. But I mm-hmm. think mostly they're really clever. Ryan is my favorite uh, yes. segment producer. He Same. probably doesn't do that anymore, but I think he is so <laughs> creative coming up with this. I remember... He was the one who came up with the idea to do the our I think it was our second challenge or maybe it was our first on the ruins where we had to climb up a, a rope and climb up each other yeah to get onto this big platform and he shared with us where he got the idea do you remember where it was no I don't from the movie Madagascar no the cartoon. He said in the cartoon Madagascar, the monkeys had used each other to make a ro- like a, a rope, and then they all climbed up each other. And he's like, "Hey, that could work on the challenge." You're funny because only you would remember that because you love cartoons. I like it totally like stuck in my head, and I'm like, "Oh, that's that's adorable." Who would have thought Disney was like influencing the challenge? Yeah, that people are getting these ideas from wherever. And then also, um, you know, so to, to add to that answer, they have, you know, like the segment producers and they come up with all this stuff and they have, I guess, some warehouse mm-hmm. where they, um, you know, set these all up in the United States, like in California, mm-hmm. and they demo them to see if they'll work. Mm-hmm. And then they either bring all the materials or create that same setup down wherever we do the challenges. And then they'll hire a stunt team and the stunt team, they're, the stunt coordinators, they're the real ones who make the magic happen because they do all of the rigging. They set everything up. Um, the guys that they used, uh, I think they're still using the same team, but they were the stunt team who did, uh, uh, what the heck is that movie called, Suze? Mad Max. Yeah. yeah. And it, it is Mad Max, it right? Is. Yeah, so they did that, and they have, um, you know, so they, they're, like, really insanely talented stunt guys. And I never feel safer than when, you know, like, I don't feel safe when we're doing those over-the-water ones and, you know, where, like, you can tell it's just, like, our team that's rigged it up. But when we're doing the big, huge ones where we're, like, on a truck and it's moving and, you know, we're, like, on these pulley systems and, or, you know, when I did the one in uh, in... Um, where the heck were we? Wherever we were when Argentina, I don't know where we, I can't even remember. But when we were, um, uh, like doing the ropes down the 50 story building at night when it was raining and everything, I wasn't worried for a second because these guys are safety, like experts. Yeah. They, they are really, I mean, they have a big job and Huge. The anytime they're there, I feel safe. It's when they're Same. not there. It's when they, it seems right? so simple, but it's like death trap. That is what I'm saying, Suze. You're it's so those right. ones that or even like the man on the man in the sand, like yeah. the ones where you don't even yeah. like the one you did with Kim. Yeah. Like those are the ones where people get hurt yeah. and you get everybody has like broken fingers or broken whatever or you know, like that guy who broke his hand on the, the you know, first uh episode of the new one it's like that Mm -hmm. there was nothing big and they were like just running up a hill yeah it's just human error and it's like that shit uh uh uh. but if you got me strapped to a 50-story building in a harness no problem well i remember um on the inferno three ryan had created this one that coley lost it to i believe jen and it was Mm -hmm. just it was it kind of looked like a giant hamster wheel but they had to yeah. climb around the outside of it and it was a race and whatever. And he said that it was simply, he was sitting in traffic, I think, and he looked over at a tire next to him and saw the spokes and just mm-hmm. all of a sudden got the inspiration for this really cool thing. It didn't end up working very well because Coley was so bad at it that it was over in about 30 <laughs> seconds. But his vision for it was really cool. Um 
One thing I will say... He is creative. He's so creative. And to get inspiration from like, oh, there's a tire. Hey, I could make that into a game. I remember Mm -hmm. on, I think it was Gauntlet 2, but uh, I don't know. But we had to do this thing where you like walked across a beam over water and there was little wooden pegs on the beam and you're blindfolded and you had to reach up and pull this thing down off of like a clothesline. And... Mm -hmm. First of all, that is not safe. No. <laughs> Second of all, um, let's hope your shoelaces are tied too. Well, it's a, but it sort of doesn't make sense because the only reason I was able to do it, I don't know about everyone else, is because you could see under out of the blindfold. Oh. Have you ever been blindfolded yeah. on the show and you can totally see out the bottom? Yeah. yeah. Like my feet. I, I Yes, but if you're on a balance beam, that's all you need to see. Mm, I've never been in one of those situations so, where it's been that helpful. Yeah, and it was sort of like, I think they didn't even, they almost knew, but it just yeah. had to look like we couldn't see right. more than mm. we actually sh- could. See, I want to be on the challenge during those days. <laughs> I'm on the challenge when I got tear gassed, and it not only looked like it, but felt like it. Tears are so much worse. I mean, freaking tear gassed, for real. Wow, that is not right. That sucked. Whose idea was that? <laughs> I want somebody watched somebody watched Schindler's List. I want to know whose idea it was to create personalized and customized dog food that makes your dog go nuts. <gasps> Suze, <laughs> this was a blessing and a curse for me. Ollie is the food that she's talking about. Tell me why. Because now those little guys mm-hmm. will not eat anything else. They love it. They love it they're happier they're healthier they're i'm just really happy that i was able to find a food that i can customize to the couch potato dog that i have yeah because every dog's different it makes sense yes he's got gluten at like problems he can't have anything with it like more than like five ingredients and we open up they see this orange lid (laughs) and they go bananas, like spin in little circles. This morning, I took video of it because I'm like, nobody's going to believe this if they don't see it. And then I, one day, I was like too lazy to go get it out of the refrigerator and like I just used their dry food. Sigmund looked at his bowl, looked at me, then looked at his bowl, and then walked away. And that bowl stayed full all day. No, long. he was like, how he dare you? It. He protested. He protested. He didn't eat Your it. Dog- Landon and I laughed about it all night when I got Your home. Your dog was on a hunger strike. Hand to God, true story. <laughs> the Ollie beat out store-bought dog food 10 to 1 on the palatability scale. And they make customized vet-formulated recipes with all natural ingredients, no preservatives, and sourced from U.S. family farms. And you just go on myollie.com and you answer a few questions about your dog, like Sarah said, like if it's a couch potato or if it's super active. And then they send you the perfect portion, pre-portioned meals to serve to the, your doggies. And they've delivered 5 million meals and counting. Shipping is free. Um, Ollie is offering our listeners 60% off your first box plus a free bag of treats at myollie.com slash try slash brain candy. That's uh, the best deal they have available anywhere. Just go to myollie.com slash try slash brain candy for 60% off plus a free bag of treats. And I think Sarah's dogs would tell you it's a good decision. I'm going to have to reorder. Okay. Um, let's see here. Do I, I, Kelly asked, do contestants ever fake hate each other so they'll get paired up later in rival seasons? Of course. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't you? Who do you think we've seen this with? Brad like- and Tony. Oh, my gosh. Yep. I even think, wasn't Frank and Johnny, when they were paired up, mm-hmm. they had never f- met in real life. Yeah. It was all online. Well, and the, I don't know if Brad and Tony had met, but their feud was online, too. Yeah. I, that was yeah, clearly totally strategic, and I don't blame them, but it is kind of odd, too. And I think it's what Cara Maria did to Emily on oh my God, right. Rivals 2. Yeah, they got into it, and I was like, "This is bullshit." And also, I'm Team Emily or Team uh, 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 Yeah. Emily. Well, maybe though that's why people are so mean to Kara is to hopefully be paired with her because she's so strong Ooh. and athletic. But she yeah. gets a lot of people mad at her a lot, so I'm wondering maybe that's <sighs> why. 
I don't know. Good point. It's just theories. Yeah. Nobody's admitting that they do it this. It is weird, you know. I, I maybe that's why people are hooking up too. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um but we've also talked about how that arousal transference Oh yeah. Happens. Transfer arousal for sure. Yeah, where like if you have a really intense experience, if you're in like a car crash with somebody, you're more inclined to be attracted to them because you your body mistakes that adrenaline and arousal for actual attraction, which, you know, maybe it's not a mistake, but it's sort of your wires get crossed. I mean, I said it day one when we did, um, what I, it must've been, yeah, it was like our very first challenge, uh, of the, um, I guess it was X's. Yeah, it was X's. And every, as soon as these people, you know, these couples finished the very first challenge and they did well, they like wrapped their arms around each other and were like, oh my God, I love you so much. And I was like, oh, there it is. Transfer arousal right there. They're definitely going to be uh, smooching tonight. Yeah. People can't even help themselves. Yeah. (laughs) Alexis wants to know, Sarah, how was DM on Rivals 3? It felt like she got a horrible edit or sorry, Rivals 2. Um, a horrible edit, and she said at the reunion that she was still taking hormones and such. Does that ring a bell to you? Oh, man. Uh, Rivals 2. You weren't there that long, though. Yeah, I wasn't. I can't even... I don't even really remember that. She was on there... What was bad about her edit, though? That was the one where I was with Trishel. Okay. Was she there? I don't think DM was there on Rivals 2. Well, then then we can't say. Maybe X is 2. Oh, okay. It's got to be X is 2 because X is 2, she was paired up with CT. Ah, uh, right. Okay. And I was with Vinny, and I didn't last that long on that Did one. Did she seem okay to so you at I, that time? Mm. She's a tough nut yeah. to crack. She is. She seemed okay. It was hard. I think she seemed like... You know, there were, I think there was, you know, still some, some feelings there Mm -hmm. on both sides, Mm -hmm. but I don't really, I can't really say, or I don't really remember that much. I'm looking at this next one that says, where the hell is Evelyn Smith? But I thought we already knew she's a lawyer. Is she, she's like practicing law now? I know she went to law school. That's what they say is that she's a lawyer now. So good Good for her. Good job, Evelyn. Um, Okay, so Madison says, sometimes I feel like they do a voiceover when TJ ex- is explaining the event. Am I right? Also, does yep. TJ talk a bunch of shit that gets cut out, or does he hang out at all at, uh, with people? Um, blah, blah, blah. He <clears throat> does what they call pickup lines. Yeah. So a lot of times the they you know, will recognize that the directions are confusing, or you know, they'll have to reword them so he'll give us the explanation and like just for the cameras and then they'll have the um segment producer come in and like explain all the rules to us in very detailed way and like answer any of our questions and while we're doing that they take tj to the side and they have him do like basically like what she said voiceovers of these lines and you know they do lay them over when he's explaining the rules and uh, we used to call him 10 Take TJ because it would take him so long to do those things. I, I, it is funny to me that after all these years, they haven't found a better way to make it less obvious when they do those pickup lines. Because yeah. like she said, it's very clear when it yeah. sounds totally different. Like his voice changes. <laughs> yeah. and um, Yeah. Alexis also. But as far as hanging out and all that stuff, yeah. um, I remember on the on the first challenge when we went to as Thai boxing match oh, yeah. i didn't know the rules of like who we were supposed to hang out with and not supposed to hang out with and i was just like excited that tj lavin was there i like liked him from you know the bmx days mm-hmm. and uh at the at the boxing match or whatever the heck you call it um i went over there and like sat next to him and i was like oh so who you know who you got your money on and like people looked at me like oh my god what is she doing and they like stopped me from talking to him and was like, you're not allowed to do that. I'm like, I'm not allowed to what? Talk to him? Who? Okay, Sarah okay. really thought they were and friends. Like, That's so cute. Uh, yeah, I, I was like, okay, well, I guess we're, we're not cool. So whatevs. And, you know, but TJ's always been real nice to me. And he did say that he would choose me as a female, uh, uh, the female that he would want to compete with 
he chose Johnny as the male, but me as the female because I have a positive attitude and I'm always down to do whatevs. I forget. There was an article that just came out recently. I think it was E! News. Maybe it was People, whatever, um, where Johnny was talking about his career on the challenge. And I I can't remember if he said he's done 18 for some reason. That rings a bell. But that it Mm -hmm. has Mm -hmm. to be more than that because you've done – maybe it is 18. 10. Um, yeah. but do you think like he has a very good memory? I've always been amazed that he can like refer to the show and what happened on it. I've, I mean, you'd think after 18, all these Cause casts, that's all you're doing. He's amazing at remembering. But that's all you do. That's, it's the same way taxi drivers in New York <laughs> know every single street because they're like, that's their tra- life. That's all they, that's their life. Or like, you know, a, a chess master has every single board and every single play. If this is all you do, yeah, I can't keep all that information in there because I'm busy also trying to, you know, get a master's degree and remember <laughs> what I'm supposed to take on this test. I need to like, you know, compartmentalize when the entire, your entire brain is, is, challenge stuff yeah. then yeah you better remember all these things i love like when i try to give him like a little compliment you're like yeah because he's a loser no 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 <laughs> yeah well you know good job he went he definitely knows his uh field yeah i in the interview he said you know when he first was on the real world uh he had asked somebody afterwards like do you think i'll go on the challenge and they were like i don't know we'll see and he's like now i'm basically the face of the franchise and my instinct was to like roll my eyes and be annoyed, but he's a hundred percent right. Yeah, he is right. <laughs> he's totally right. Um, but he'll probably, you know, be doing this. For- he said that he'll be doing it pretty much forever, and he yeah. won't be getting married. But if you are getting married, um, you should use Zola <laughs> for your registry because they make it so easy to plan your wedding. And here, it's more than just a registry, really. It's a one-stop shop for wedding planning. They have free wedding websites that you can use to create those destinations where your guests can see all the information about your big day. Um, You can do save the dates and invitations. Um, And then they do have the registry where you can choose from all different companies, all these different products. You're not limited to just one place. And they can do group gifts where all these people from your wedding who may not even know each other can pool their money to give you something really special or subscription services. Um, and I, you can make those wedding websites where like, you know, like they have a theme and you tell the story of how you met yeah. your partner. It's just nice for guests to have a place where they can find out all the information they need. So it's super convenient for you and everyone that's coming to your wedding. So start your free wedding website or registry on Zola. Go to Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com slash brain candy. Again, that is Zola, Z-O-L-A dot com slash brain candy to get started on that free wedding website and registry. You think there'd be some challengers or something like that getting married, you know? I feel like everybody's kind of getting to those ages, I was just thinking about how the Bachelor franchise, I am kind of critical of it in certain ways, um, well, a lot of ways, but... Some of the people that are on the show have gotten married and have kids, and they're always speaking up like, hey, like this is how I found for, I have a lo- forever love, and we have kids, and it's amazing. And I was just thinking about how, let's say you work at Dunder Mifflin. Yeah. They have this <laughs> The people's person's paper. People. Yes. They, Dunder Mifflin has a higher success rate of couples than The Bachelor, <laughs> which is also a, basically a workplace. Okay, and that's the funny. Bachelor is designed. The whole point of it is for people to pair off with someone. Oh so God, I feel like so those exceptions of like, hey, we got married and we had a kid, they're not higher a rate than yeah. Dunder right. Mifflin or wherever you work. You know, <laughs> right. so that's my argument. That's so true. Because <laughs> um, it's with the exception of where I work, because that's really frowned upon. Is it? Well, to, you can't have relationships with your clients. Oh, I thought you meant your coworkers. Okay, okay. Oh, well, that that maybe. And being in a female-dominated industry, it's slim pickings. Yeah. Okay. Alexis also asked another question, which I liked. And by frowned upon, I mean absolutely forbidden. unethical, and I would never and forbidden, and I'd lose my license. Just, Just to be clear, not do and you're Just also married already. Yeah, and I'm married. Okay, and that. Have Just. they ever changed the rules of a challenge in the middle because they realized it was too difficult or for whatever mm. reason? Um, yeah. 
Yeah, what is your story for that? I cannot think of a time they changed the rules. I think there were times when they wished they could or mm-hmm. would have designed it in a different way. I remember on the Gauntlet 2, the final was this stupid setup, um, and we had to like bet gold doubloons or something. And the way <laughs> that they designed it was really dumb because we didn't end up even having to do all the different legs of the thing because of the way the betting worked. Yeah. But I remember also the first thing they did was, or one of the first things was like a food thing, a food eating Mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. And it was so close and they had to review the video footage and there was this big scandal of like, we knew that the other team didn't win, but in order for them to get the outcome they wanted, which was for us to have to complete all of the legs, they would have had to say that the other team won. Mm -hmm. So I think they wanted to have an outcome yeah. that they really couldn't create. And I think they hate that. Mm, they definitely do. Uh, ooh. On the final of uh, X's 2, when I was with Jordan, the one that we won, um, there was a um, like word scramble. So it was all these rocks that had letters on them. And we had to unscramble the letters to form a phrase. And that was all the instruction we had. Okay. And I, Jordan and I unscrambled those letters and we made a phrase. Okay. But it wasn't the phrase they were looking for. You're kidding. So they were like, uh, okay, let's, let me give you a hint. And they gave us a hint as to the theme. Because I, I did it. I was like, there you go, done. You want it to be a phrase? I, made, I rearranged all the letters. You gave me all the letters and I made them make a word. And, or made them make a, a sentence. And they were like, Yes, that is correct, but that's not what we were looking for. So once they gave us the hint, then I was like, oh, easy, got it. It was like about trolls. That's kind and, of you know, something. weird, though. But it was like, I don't think that they thought about the possibility of there being more than one combination of these but letters. It's surprising, though, that they weren't like, okay, you you win. They made you come up well, with they, it. Well, they needed the shot of it saying so that there's consistency so there's because every team had the same letters so why what what do you think would have happened if another team had finished in the meantime and had the correct phrase oh they would have moved on oh we were so far ahead at that point and like the other teams when they i think when we were just about finished they were arriving at the letters and i don't think they were they they maxed out their time the other teams Mm maxed out the time and weren't ever able well, to unscramble Well, it kind of worked them. out, but to me that's like, uh-oh, yeah. what if it That was one where they were way. like, mm, uh-oh. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, yeah. But then I was like, oh, they absolutely gave me that one because the girl who does crossword puzzles every single morning, they, they give a word scramble to? Come on. Mm-hmm. This is my, this is what I, this is breakfast for me. Um, let's see. Thanks for the, thanks for the advantage. Yeah, that worked out, but questionable. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Da, da, da. Um, oh, so. What's your favorite favorite challenge you've ever done? You mean the whole season? No, like oh. like, uh, like challenge, oh, like actual Oh, that was the one thing. on um, the Inferno 3 in South Africa where we were way, way, like a thousand feet off the ground. Was it you and Kenny that were together? It was me and Alton. Oh, you and Alton. And we had to, like, get across this beam again. But mm-hmm. it was so beautiful, and it just was one of the... And we oh. won, and so it felt... You know, when you win, that yes. always adds a special thing to it. Yes, it does. And yeah. it was just... And wasn't that one where a lot of people didn't Yeah, no one else it? completed one it. Of, yes. It, Kenny was there, yeah, though, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember him being terrified. It, like, you had to wrap yourself <laughs> yeah, up yeah, in the yeah, rope. Yeah. Oh, Suze, you are so good at that. I totally remember that. Yeah, that was special. And I felt like it was one of those feelings of like you accomplish something and you're in this magnificent setting and it's just gorgeous and you feel really special. What about you? Um, For for the same kind of reasons, Mm -hmm. the one that Johnny and I did, the Up All Night Challenge, where we just smoked everybody. It was like so (laughs) fun. Oh, yeah, the memory one. Memorizing things. 
Yeah, the memory thing. Because I got it so fast, what was going on. And then I was just like giddy. I, like that, that, was, that time, believe it or not, flew by because I was so excited for the chance for me to show off how much of this I remembered. <laughs> what? That was such a fun episode to watch too. Oh, yeah. I like those I ones. probably still remember all the answers to those questions. Really? Yep. Whoa. Alberto was the name of the lizard. Oh, my God. Yep. I cannot believe that. I remember everything. They played the song six times. And then uh, after you were done and you had won, did you go back and sleep or how does that go? Oh, no, because I had serious back problems. I had to get oh, a cortisol yeah. shot in my back. Oh, my God. Because you had to stand yeah. all night. You like, didn't just stay up. Yep. Yep. They were like, you know, it's funny. I was actually talking to, uh, you know, one of the guys at my clinic who works there. He's, um, he was in the military and he was just, you know, kind of like bent over and he's like, oh, I got to stretch my back out. And we were, and I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. Like after all you've done, your body hurts. And he's like, how, how about after all you've done? Why is it, does your body hurt? Yeah. He's like, you've been like slingshotted out of things and, you know, pushed out of helicopters and i was like yeah you know honestly the one that hurt my body the worst was standing in one place for 16 hours that's another example of like the thing that's actually bad for you isn't always the thing that looks like it would be bad Mm -hmm. for you or risky or whatever and then when i went to the you know the the medic guys and they were giving me the shot like they were like the question they asked was uh you know, it, it, have you been like immobile for a oh my long God. time? And I'm like, you idiots just what? Yes. You know the answer to that. They must've been like, just got on shift because I'm like, yeah, it, I, b- by design, like you, they set it up like that. Have I been immobile? <laughs> Not by choice. I love that they act like they don't know. Right. That's what I was. I was like rolling my eyes. I'm like, are, are we for real here? Like, do I need to explain myself? <laughs> I love Crew. That. Medic people, fools, fools. Um, but anyways, what's not? And they didn't even give me like good drugs. It was just like, yeah, right. Where's the Vicodin when you need it? Yeah, where's like the muscle relaxer that's gonna <laughs> like make me like forget about all the other crazies in the house? <laughs> um, another thing that's crazy is to not learn about investing. Mm-hmm. Robin has. I think a lot of people from the challenge could use this, <laughs> and then maybe they wouldn't have to go back. Yeah, on. we should tell Ashley about it. Uh, oh my god that's great start sending these links to all the people who win robin hood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks etfs options and cryptos all commission free while other brokerages charge up to ten dollars for every trade robin hood doesn't charge any commission fees so you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits plus there is no account minimum deposit needed to get started so you can start investing at any level the simple intuitive design of robin hood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike view easy to understand charts and market data and a place and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. You can also view stock collections such as 100 most popular. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, track your favorite companies and get custom notifications for price movements so you can never miss the right moment to invest. Robin Hood is giving listeners of the Brain Candy Podcast a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. Sign up at braincandy.robinhood.com. Got all that? Sweet. Yep. .robinhood.com. Um, oh, this is interesting. Emily wants to know, during long elimination rounds, the caption will sometimes say like two hours later to show the struggle. <sighs> yeah. Is that accurate or do they kind of make it up? I think totally accurate. accurate. Yeah. And oh, it is brutal to be on the sidelines during that. Because <laughs> you can't Cause you do can't, anything. They, and they don't let you sit down. Right. Because we don't know what they don't know what's going to happen in the middle of that game right there. Yeah. Like maybe this is going to be the moment that they win and we're like so exhausted and you have to stand up. And the set is oh my god, it everything's annoying. The set is always like a set. So things are not designed for, you know, holding your body weight and to lean against and, you know, c- maximum comfort. So they'll have, you know, like a rail and then they'll say but don't lean on the rail. <laughs> right, right, right. Don't right, touch right. the rail. Yeah. Don't touch anything, and it might fall over. And then there was one time where part of the set did fall- collapse. Really? Oh my God! There were a few times that happened. Do you remember on 
on on the ruins when the thing fell down onto Kim and she had to go to the hospital? No, I don't. We were doing the fruit basket one, the one where we were doing a and relay where there was a bunch of fruit and there was somebody who was in the bin at the end. Like there was a big like 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 tub yeah. or ba- like basket of where we were depositing this fruit or something like that and it had to be like thrown over a wall. There was a whole bunch of stuff. And there there was this they made I don't know what it was made out of, whether it was like plywood or maybe some foam too. So it wasn't like super heavy that fell on her, but it was like a it was supposed to be like an ancient ruins kind of thing. Yeah. And the it collapsed and it fell on her back <laughs> oh and like gosh, scratched her. Whole it just back came up. back to me. Yeah. Right. That was a really that was one that was like, holy crap. And I think we did hold everything and take a break as they put the freaking set back together. Yeah. So, I know that's like a side and a side, but a good story nonetheless. I was thinking recently about how, you know, they've kind of gone to a lot of trouble in the last 10 years to make sure there's more drama. You know, we always talk about they yeah. take away more freedom. They it became more of like a zoo environment where you're like in prison. Um yeah. and so they cuz they want to make sure sure that you're kind of losing your marbles. But I would yeah. argue that some of the craziest moments where people really did lose their marbles happened before all these restrictions. And mm-hmm. that now I know people say the show is mm-hmm. more dramatic now. I see. I don't agree. I think it's louder and people yell uh-huh. more and perhaps are more violent. But I would mm-hmm. the the crazy stuff was happening already. Cuz for example, you know when they bullied, uh, Kay- was it Kayla, and they threw all her crap over uh, the balcony? Yes. I think that yeah. was Kayla. Or, no, I forget. No, no, no. It was one yeah. of the British girls they were. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, I can't remember her yes. name, but yes, I remember. Okay. And, but I mean, people, like Beth was throwing luggage in pools, I mean, 20 years ago. Right. Yeah. Um, yep. and remember that girl, Joe on Gauntlet 2 that we always talk about that ended up calling the yep. police in, in Tobago yep. and Quentin. saying she was being held against her will. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> that wouldn't even happen now because there's no phone to call the police. Oh my God. Oh my God. You're right. You couldn't even escape if you wanted to. And, uh, how about the fight with CT and, um, Adam? Right. That is, pr- I mean... That's the most insane one ever, and that was a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, I think people now just they have yell security more. guards. So, yes, I think it's louder. I think you're totally right. And also, the expectations of the people who are on there. You know, when in the past, like when Jill was on yeah. there, it it was like, what the hell kind of this is insane? Yes, she seemed like now, a crazy person. Right, and now you're. And she even sees that environment and goes, holy crap, this is crazy. Yeah. And now we've all just accepted that this is how it is because we've been told by people from past seasons, you know, everybody acts like this is totally normal. Yeah. You know, nobody's speaking out about how bizarre this is. And that's why when you have these new people on here, they're like, "Mm, this isn't for me. Yeah. It's just all normalized now. So I don't know. You know, my, uh, my, um, my supervisor at the clinic has this uh, um, this thing she calls the red flag theory. How if you were you know raised in an environment where there was a lot of craziness and a lot of just you know trauma or whatever, just bad stuff, that you uh, your 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 like red flag the red flags that maybe go off for other people when they're in environments of like, holy shit, this is unacceptable behavior, won't go off for you because it's like normal for you. And I think that's kind of what's happening for people who have done a lot of these challenges. Yeah. Where their 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 red flag, you know, meter or whatever. Is skewed. Is broken. Yeah. Like the red flags are there, but nobody's thinking that this is they're like, oh, I guess this is just fine. And then it makes me worried that like, are you accepting of this kind of behavior in your regular life? Yeah. Do people, does this start to become normalized because this is what you get I argue that for? it doesn't though, because I had a conversation with you one time where I said, when you've been hanging out with the cast on your own time, has anyone mm-hmm. ever hit 
another cast member no. or anyone else. No. Never. No. no. Never. I think they are very aware that <sighs> yeah, when they're the on cameras. a show that it's a show. Even if the emotions are real, mm-hmm. they do not hit each other when there is no reward. <sighs> so That's such a good point. The um, people are more controlled. Yeah. They might not even be well, conscious of their yes, right. choice to not. I think it's that temper tantrum mm-hmm, thing again. Mm-hmm. Where the things that you normally, like when, when you're just overwhelmed, the things that normally you know how to control, you can't. I have a question from Jackie. Yes. On The Bachelor, each contestant is assigned a producer. Is this the same on The Challenge? Oh. Huh. It is not. I don't know if we're assigned. We're not assi- But I will say that there are producers who choose to, like cast members are assigned to specific producers sometimes for the interviews. Yeah, sometimes. And sometimes there are cast members who producers don't really like and don't want to talk to or don't have that much of a connection with. Mm-hmm. They think the interviews are better when they're with somebody else. You know, sometimes it's like a, maybe a gender thing or... You know, there are certain. There, it's very obvious that there are certain producers who can elicit more from like mm-hmm. or certain know, cast get, members. Yes, um, the Bachelor Coax is different too, though, because there is a lot of time they are not being filmed because they travel, and so. Oh. And let's say I'm going on a one-on-one date with the Bachelor, and that means you have the day off. So you, oh. the other contestant, Sarah, has the day off. Well, somebody has to babysit her, essentially. So weird. So sometimes they might say you have to stay in your hotel room today. Other times they'll take the person out. They'll go shopping. They'll go to lunch. What? Yeah. They go to the movies. Dude, that's fun. There's, because there's way more days like that. I mean, yeah. you can't keep people in hotel rooms for, uh, you know, weeks. And that's kind of like our Saturdays when we have the day off yeah. and there's always a producer that gets assigned to be like our chaperone babysitter, yeah. whatever, with like the C team of the... The crew, you know, audio, video guys yeah. too. So it's different. It's those different days were setup. always. I hated those going out days. Why? Because everybody's like, you know, it's like kids who, who, you know, get dropped off at a theme park and their parents are waiting out right outside the gates for them and like they're just like going nuts. You know, everybody's like because you're not allowed to get away with anything. Everybody's trying to get away with stuff on those days off. Oh my god, I that's love why them. somebody's trying to buy pot. Somebody's <laughs> like drinking too much and buying alcohol and sneaking it in. That's when oh my god, all this shit happened. I don't know where they were. I think it was in Uruguay. I was not on this challenge, but Tony stole a bottle of liquor and they were going to press charges. Oh my like, god! Like they had to intervene and like they had to. I don't remember how it ended, but he had to pay a bunch of money. They were going to, like, arrest him. Oh, my God. They probably just bribed the... I probably did. They probably did. Randy wants to know, does the house get cleaned? And what happens when you run out of your own toiletries? Oh, gosh. Sarah cleaned our house. Yes, I did. I swear that they start when I stopped doing challenges. They started hiring cleaning people. Do they have cleaning people now? Now they do. Now they have. When we leave to go to the challenges, somebody cleans the house while we're gone. Hmm. So I loved coming back from challenges because the house would be clean. It was great. But uh, several times a week they would do that. Yeah, twice. That's great. Yeah, Yeah, but I would. uh, I would absolutely be the cleaner of the house. Because in fact, in fact, I've written many passive aggressive, uh, uh, and some not so passive aggressive, just plain aggressive uh, notes on to people about doing dishes. And like, I when we were on the cutthroat challenge, nobody was doing their goddamn dishes. So, and and then they like weren't doing them right. So I put up a list of how to properly wash a dish. I mean, I get your point, but I don't think they should. I don't think it should be their job. Like we're on a set. Mm. On what set does the actor or the whoever have to wash their own damn dishes? That's totally true. You're at work. Give me a break. Yeah. It's a weird job, but. It is weird. 
Ugh, I mean, but I definitely was the, I would just, cause I can't, and this is how I am in my own house. Like I can't relax and enjoy my coffee yeah. and all that in the morning. And I'm always the first one up in those houses. So I'd wake up, I'd go around with the trash can, throw away all the beer cans and all that everywhere, make myself a nice little area that's nice and clean, and then sit down with my coffee and do a little meditation and yoga and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. One time oh God, I, those, those, those hours of peace in the morning were just the best. One time I woke up on the gauntlet too. Like you, I'm always up first. Me and Cyrus mm-hmm. were always up first and, um, Cyrus and I, and I came down and they had had like a friggin' kegger and <sighs> there was ketchup and mustard everywhere the eye can see. Oh my God. That's so annoying. They had like, they created a slip and slide with ketchup and mustard on the dining room table. No. And the dining room table was like one of those ones in like medieval times that can seat like 20 people, you know? Yep. And so annoying. I couldn't believe my eyes. (laughs) I think they showed it on the shit they should have shown or an after show or something. Yeah. I'm going to have to look in the archives for a picture of that. It was foul. It was so gross. Like what? And then they just, is it just everybody's drunk and an idiot? Yeah. And they're so young yeah. and they think this is the best thing ever and whatever. Yeah. That, yeah. That- Tyler took a big piece of tiramisu cake and threw it all over the walls. Why? And then just left it. That was in the same houses that might do the dishes note. Because it was just insane how, like, I'm like, who, you're going to have a tiramisu fight and then leave it for somebody else to clean up? Fuck off. No, that's not cool. And also, waste of a delicious dessert. <laughs> Let's see if there's one more that we can answer. Mm. Oh, do you sit... T- I love all these questions. I know. These there's so many. Do you sit together on the plane to the challenge? And is oh. it coach, middle, or first? <laughs> what do you think, Sheila? Coach all the way. Yeah. Oh, my God. They- Except the one time... What? You got upgraded? Where... Yes, I what did. Happened? But... This is the best story. So we were on, hmm, what season? I think it was X's. Yes, it was X's because Landon and I were about to get, I, I was, I knew I was about to get proposed to. And so I was with, you know, I was with Landon and uh, we were flying to wherever the heck we were flying and Jenna and Zach were on that season and this is when Jenna like really wanted Zach back or whatever, but they like weren't a thing. And uh, he, so we're get we're boarding the plane, and um, you know I'm sit I'm like the first one from our group, and then everybody else is sitting behind me. And the flight attendant comes up to us, our group, and everybody's busy talking and flirting and doing all that stuff. And I'm the only one paying attention. So he's like, is there a, a Jenna over here? I have an upgrade. And I was like, I'm Jenna. No. And I got right up and they moved me to first class. And I sat by myself in first class and everybody assumed that Landon had upgraded me. Why was Jenna me. getting one though? I don't know. I think there was something, there was some, maybe, I, I, who knows? I think there was something that happened with like, confusion over uh i don't know like some seat problem and and you know i thought it was something about like maybe there being like a mom with a kid who needed to switch or something like that and she just was the random ticket that got chosen for this and uh and like there it wasn't like you know she had enough points and it was upgrade right. like that there was some sort of like seat confusion that's awesome and i totally volunteered Does myself Jenna as this? jenna I don't think so, but I don't even think she would care no. because she was with Zach the whole time, trying to like, you know, right. You really lucked out put the on work that in. one because I know, me, and coach. I got free booze the whole time, and then I would like look back, and I remember like walking back there like with my drink, like, oh my god, you're an asshole sometimes. <laughs> you know what? Who uh, let me have this one <laughs> for all the challenge stuff I got screwed out of? I'm gonna go ahead and 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 just. Enjoy that memory of the first class seat. <sighs> Ugh. And then I tried to get upgraded every time since then. It never worked. Nicole wants to know, how was Brain Candy able to have weekly episodes while Sarah was away for Rivals 3? Were they recorded oh. ahead of time? They certainly were. That's right. Yes, they were. We planned ahead. 
man, did we plan every single one? We recorded a ton, and so there, it was able to keep going the whole time I was gone. Well, huh? we only did one episode a week at that time. Oh, that's right. So that helped. Yeah. But you were gone a long time. Yeah, like six weeks plus. Yeah. We were so ambitious. And Susie just kept it all up. <laughs> And you did a great job. I mean, people knew because like, I was running your social too. And people would be like, this is Susie, mm-hmm. isn't it? <laughs> so dumb. That was great. And my favorite was calling you well during that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And getting- I forgot that you called me during. Yeah, I got to talk to you. Like, I think I, there were many weeks where I called you rather than my husband. Oh, my God. And I was <laughs> like, like, I, I know you guys Susie. are listening. I hate you. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh. Ellie, this will be the last one. Ellie wants to know, what do you think are the most orchestrated or misrepresented moments on the show, whether a cast member was encouraged to start something, a challenge was rigged, or an incident was portrayed as something on TV but was completely different? What is your... I don't really... Oh, let me my think. gosh. Let me think. Uh, hmm. I mean, the one that was the most orchestrated... I mean, nothing really comes to my mind... People ask me all the time if the show is scripted. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Right. And I'm like, no, because you couldn't even do that if you wanted to. Like, people are insane enough to where... We're not that talented. Have you scripted this? Yeah. And I can't act for shit, so... (laughs) That's true. Like, the worst. I can't read a cue card. I'm terrible at that. So, you know, all of this is totally real. And I think as far as being, you know, pushed into something... Sometimes I think some of the caddy fights with the girls get a little overblown. I think they, th- yeah, because I think they, the production knows that the likelihood of women getting in a physical art- altercation are lower. So it's more going to be like the high drama stuff, like suitcases getting thrown into pools. Yeah. And so I think maybe they push that stuff a little more. And I don't mean like they push them, but I, like in the interviews, they're asking him kind of lead uh what's the word something questions like where leading questions Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. so i think maybe maybe but that's just i can't think of anything really overall that i think is a misrepresentation is the way that the people like johnny are are the mascots and the face of the show totally Good call, that, Suze. I mean, it's something that's so small in each episode, but over the course of 30-some seasons is mm-hmm. so clear that mm-hmm. even when a woman is exceptional, she is portrayed as unhinged. Like, Car Maria is mm-hmm. often depicted in a way that's like she's over-the-top uh, competitive, okay. um, mm-hmm. whereas that's mm. expected for guys... That's the thing that yeah. stands out for me, especially with Johnny, because he has become like the mascot. And yeah. I think they give him a good edit a lot. And they make him funnier <sighs> than he really is. Like, for sure. Where he pops up uh, in the and background. And they make it sound like these jokes are all like, like new. Yes. He's been using the same ones the whole for 10 years, 12 years, 18 seasons, or however many he's done. Right. There's a lot that I feel is done to soften his really crappy mm-hmm. behavior mm-hmm. um but and totally i'm biased true. i get that he's not my favorite person but i also give him credit when he deserves it i'm not saying he doesn't do anything yeah. that's exceptional on the show but true anyway that's mm. what stands out to me interesting yeah i think that's a really good uh, uh you know observation and also with people of color like they get the raw end of the deal oh my god Absolutely. I did a paper on that in my undergrad, uh, I think a sociology class or something. And um, I interviewed like Cyrus and a few other, just, you know, a range of people, uh, you know, from different backgrounds and all that. And uh, they all said the same thing. They all said that they felt like they got stereotyped and they felt like the full range of them as a human being wasn't shown. And it was very much like we want you to be this nehemiah said that um uh, derek from uh cancun who is uh gay and 
uh, Latino, and he felt like that too. I noticed it more than ever on Final Reckoning. If you think about it, and I noticed this with like the Challenge Mania Awards that we we did where like they mm-hmm. did an award for best commentary and you know it's mm-hmm. marie jemmy um uh cam mm-hmm. shane these people mm-hmm. that are either black a female mm-hmm. gay mm-hmm. um there's right. they're, they're providing, providing the color the, yeah and the yeah. hilarity and the mm-hmm. wit and mm-hmm. Then the guys, like Tony, it's like best competitor. They get to be the heroes yeah. and we're just the supporting yes. cast. That is the bummer of it all. But I do love yeah. their commentary and I love that part of the show more than I love the competition. But whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's our, yep. that's our part two final that's thoughts. good i love those questions thank you guys so much for submitting all those yeah. they some like all of them they were really interesting and some that we've never been asked before i really loved that religion question yeah that was a good and, one yeah and i'm glad we got to share some of these inside stories with you guys so you know the real real stuff it's funny because when i think about the religion thing just to touch on that again that's such a big part of the real world and road rules stories yeah. you know so and so's religion. Mm-hmm. Will they have sex? Are you know right. the downward spiral was my thing. And then oh my God. once you go on the challenge, you're like, Yeah, who cares? You're yeah. religious, we don't know. Like, oh, yeah, we're that does that's not important for, for this show now. So doesn't contribute to the storyline. All, right. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Sarah. All right, Always guys. a pleasure. People, don't forget to subscribe, leave us a five star review. We love reading those and it means the world to us. Thank you so much and we'll see you next time. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Wave Podcast Network. Check out all of our shows, including the Brain Candy Podcast, I Don't Get It, Babes and Babies, Coffee Convos, and Let's Talk About It. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car... Use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. (laughs) AutoTrader.